0: Hey everyone, and welcome to the NCC More podcast. This is a time where we just kind of come around the table and discuss, uh, continue the conversation that we started on Sunday. We try to add a little bit more value to the conversation that we started on Sunday. And right now we're in the middle of a collection of talks called Friend of Sinners, which is based out of this book. We're, we're following along in this book by Rich Wilkerson, Jr., Friend of Sinners. And, and if you don't have this book, you got to get it because you don't want to be left out in the conversation. Right? Absolutely.
1: I mean, everybody in the community's reading it. You right. don't want to be the only one not reading the book. So. No.
0: No, no. Check it out. And so all of our groups are following along. So you want to get it. Uh, we have it available on Sunday mornings. Um, and Philip, this I mean, this series has been incredible. Absolutely. And Sunday was amazing. It was so powerful. We talked about the guys, well you talked about, we listened. <laughs> um, um, the guys who, who carried their friend on the mat yeah. to Jesus. Jesus yeah. is teaching in this house. The yeah. house is packed, right? Yeah. And they get to the house. They they can't get to Jesus because the crowd. So they climb on the roof. And they and they bust through the roof essentially. Yeah. Potentially, like if you're there as an observer, an awkward moment. Yeah. But right. um like and you, you kinda talked about how yeah. what that would have been like if it was we were here on Sunday sure. and you're preaching and someone someone kinda just, you know, bust yeah. through the roof. Yeah. Like I'd surprise, I be surprised, surprise. Yeah, right, right. I'd <laughs> be thinking like, does insurance cover this? You know, like
1: <laughs> Well if it was your house you'd be thinking, of all <laughs> right? those things for sure.
0: Yeah. Um but we uh we got into it, and you talked about a couple of things that I want to continue talking about today. Um, but before before we talked about like the actual subpoints mm-hmm. uh, that you had laid out, you you just laid it out with this uh, just this initial thought that. Before the miracle happened, before mm-hmm. he got off the mat, yeah. there was a struggle before the miracle. Yes, right? Yes. You talked about how the uh, how how his friends had to actually pick up their friend. How it wasn't an easy task. They had to carry him across town. Then whenever they got there, they realized that oh wow, there's a crowd there. Yeah. Right. And yeah. and so and then, then they carried him on top of the roof, buried you know burrowed the yeah. hole, yeah. and then lowered him down. There there yeah. was some work. Yep. There was a struggle that happened before the miracle, uh, and so I want to talk about that uh, for for one second. Whenever whenever you get whenever you're in the midst of that work, whenever yes. you're in the midst of that struggle, and you come up against an unexpected obstacle, yep. like like they did, yep. you know they they carry him all the way across town. They were expecting. Yep. Maybe even everyone to notice. Oh, hey, there's this paralyzed guy. Let's make a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, right. at least common courtesy. Of course. Yeah. Right. But whenever you come up against an unexpected obstacle like yeah. that, when you're believing God for a miracle, when you're believing for a breakthrough, and you come up against that unexpected obstacle, what what should your initial response be?
1: Man, you know that that's so good. I, 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 let me just say this before I even answer yeah, the question, because yeah. I'm hearing you say. Uh, you know, that they carried their friend, and that's the way I said it on Sunday, right? Uh-huh. But the, the text doesn't actually say that he was their friend. I think we call him their friend to make ourselves feel better because we think I might carry my friend that right. far to meet Jesus. I'm not going to carry a stranger, right? And and it changes the whole dynamic of the story of, like, what if these guys weren't friends? Hmm.
0: I've never thought of that.
1: What if they just heard that, that Jesus was in town And they saw this guy on the ground. Mm,
0: And they said, we got
1: to get this guy to Jesus because there is no indication that they were friends. I think we just say, well, surely they were. (laughs) Right, (laughs) right. Who's going to carry a stranger that far, right? Who's going to go through this pain and this agony? But I think it's worth pointing out to say, Mm. maybe there's a chance they weren't friends. Mm, Wow. Maybe there's a chance that they said, we are willing to go through this pain and this struggle for somebody that we don't even know but mm-hmm. we know that they have a need.
0: Wow, wow.
1: He's not our friend but he's in need. Mm-hmm. Come on, let's let's carry him. To to meet the answer to that his is problem, so good. and so I think that that's uh you know we we often preach it as a friend and teach it as a friend, but I think part of the reason we do that is just to make ourselves feel a little bit better. Like right, right. if this is a stranger, man, I there's uh, no hope for me. Yeah, you know? right. I can't do that. But uh, but no, I think that 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 is uh you know part of the story. But we'll we'll continue on like he's a friend. <laughs> right, okay, right. make ourselves feel better. Yeah, yeah right? exactly. Okay, so he he's a friend. They're carrying their friend. Um, and they they have this uh, this unexpected obstacle. Mm-hmm. Right, they can't even get into the place where they came to go. Right, mm-hmm. they came to get to Jesus. They can't even get to Jesus. Um, and so in that moment, so many times, um, uh, you know, when you whenever you reach that moment, think about how much they had already put in. Mm-hmm. I mean, how, I mean, you man, you you know what it is like to carry. A heavy piece of furniture, or his, your fingers get tired. I mean, can you imagine right. carrying a guy dead weight on on a mat? I mean, your your fingers, your grip, your forearms, your legs, your shoulder. I mean, everything is 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 burning, is mm-hmm. hurting, is tired. You you got to be breaking a little sweat after this workout. Right. A, across, we're not really sure how how far it was, but it wasn't just down the street. You know, mm-hmm. we we're aware of that, and so that after this journey, and so I think so many times. It, in life, if you, let, let's broaden it out a little bit, a lot of, a little bit more and say, how do, you expo- how do you respond to adversity when you're tired? How do you respond to adversity when you've given all that you feel like you have to give? Mm-hmm. How do you respond to adversity? And what many people do is they throw up their hands, right? I don't have anything left. I've given all I, I all I had to give, um, and I think that it's it's in these moments. These are these these critical moments of of life because all it took was one more burst of energy. Mm-hmm. That's all it took. It took one more climbing onto it. You already came this far. All it takes is one more burst of energy to climb up on the roof remove the roof and drop your friend down, which doesn't compare to the amount of energy that you have already expended getting there. Right. You know, you, you see the little, um, you, you, maybe you've seen those little memes and like they're they're digging, they're digging, they're digging like a hole, under, they're under the ground, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like right there, they're almost there to, to the gold, if you would, mm-hmm. and they stop like this far and they turn around and they walk back, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's like, I've worked, I've worked, I've worked, I've worked, I'm almost there, but man, I'll have what it takes to make it the rest of the way, mm-hmm. you know? And so, I think that so many times that's what really separates us from the breakthrough, from the miracle. It's like, we, we feel like I've given all the energy I have, but all it takes is just one more little push, mm-hmm. one more day. And so the way that I like to look at it and in, in just in terms of a season of life is like, you know, can you, can you push just one more day?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Can you try one more day? Mm-hmm. Can you pray one more day? Mm-hmm. Can you get up and believe one more day? Yeah. It, and just just focus on that, and then just do it again the next day. Mm-hmm. If it looks like too far, too much, I don't know, just one day at a time. Yeah. One hour at a time. You can break that all the way down. Like, can you just do it for, for one day? Can you do it for one more hour? Can you do it whatever that looks like? Can you just make one more attempt, one more phone call, one more, you know, mm-hmm. just that one more. And when you break it down to that, I think that so many times that's what really, um, really separates um, people take it for athletics. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, whenever you're in the weight room, they say that it's your it's your last it's your last couple reps that give you all of the advancement. Mm-hmm. So you did all these reps in the beginning, but really what you're doing is just getting your muscles tired for the improvement, mm-hmm. for the breakthrough, yeah. for the increase. Right, and so if I just go until I until I'm almost at that place of exhaustion, and I rack the weight, I'm never going to get the increase. Mm. The increase is always in the last few reps. So all I'm doing is really getting myself tired so that I can grow.
0: Mm. Wow.
1: Think about this wow. guy's journey, like how tired they were, yeah. but it was just that little bit extra that gave them the increase. Mm-hmm. The little bit extra gave them the breakthrough. The little bit extra gave them the miracle. Mm-hmm. So I think whenever you break it down like that, you see, man, I can't stop now. Mm-hmm. I can't. I got to give that little extra. And believe that when I give that little extra, mm-hmm. boom, we're going to see the breakthrough.
0: Mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes maybe that's the state that we're most vulnerable in when we feel Absolutely. like we've given everything, when we feel like we're, we're tired yes. and we've just expended all of our energy and resources, and and we don't see how close we are to that. But that's the moment where the devil steps in and says, "Oh, you're never going to make it. Of you're, course. you're never, you know." But if we saw how close we were. Would yeah. we actually try again? Would we actually, you know, expend that extra energy? Yeah,
1: you know? the, the devil might step in or your brother might step in.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Your family might step in. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, that that's the, the reality. I mean, you think about Jesus when, you know, we've talked about the opposition of the crowd. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, in Jesus' own family, they said, uh, they, they tried to gra- grab him and said he's out of his mind.
0: Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I
1: mean, here Jesus is on this journey to, to, to do what he came to do and here he's having to fight against his family mm. trying to pull him away from what he was created and destined to become yeah you know and so I, I think that we all have those obstacles and when we when we get tired when whenever we whenever we've gone all the way I think that that is that is when we're most vulnerable, and that's why it it might not be the devil showing up. It mm-hmm. might be your friend mm-hmm. saying something. It might yeah. be your brother, your sister. It, it might be a coworker, mm-hmm. and it's just too much to handle. Yeah, you know, yeah. and so but those are the times where we really need to push that extra mm-hmm. and 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 see that see that miracle happen.
0: That, that is so good, and then we kind of transitioned and we talked about how uh, it's easy to get thrown off by the crowd. Yeah. Uh, if we're not careful, if we're not aware, um, the 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 opportunity we have to be thrown off by the crowd. And we did a we did an acrostic. How yeah. off stand for the opinions of other people yeah. can throw us off. Yeah. The failures of other people can throw us off. Yeah. And the force or the yeah. pressure of yeah. other people yeah. can throw us off. And I want to talk just a few minute about those three those three things. And and when it comes to the opinions of people, how do I how do I avoid being moved? Or thrown off by the opinions of people. Whenever I'm on Facebook and scrolling through, and and seeing all the loud voices, you know, or whenever I'm on my favorite news, uh, my news network, and I'm hearing all the opinions that are being thrown out. How do I? How do I avoid being moved by people's opinion?
1: Yeah, no, I I think that's good. You know, and just to bring a little even more clarity of like, like I hope that you want people to like you. Like I hope that anytime we say like <laughs> I don't want people to like me, like we have got the wrong approach, right? Like, right, right. So you 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 need to want people to like you. But but on the flip side of that, you shouldn't need people to like you. Mm, that's, so yeah. like I, I want yeah. people to like me. I, I never want to live in such a way where I'm going to make you hate me like on purpose. <laughs> right. I don't I don't want to do that. But I also can't live where I need you to like me. Because mm-hmm. if I need you to like me, I will adjust who I am or what I believe I will mm-hmm. change my value system I will change the way I talk I will change whatever it is to get you mm-hmm. to like me and 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 we never want to we never want to enter into that you mm-hmm. know and so I think that so many people can fall into that trap of of not just wanting people to like them but they need that approval mm-hmm. I need you to like me and whenever I need you to like me, that means I will I will do whatever that takes for you to like me, because that becomes the most important thing. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I think that uh, that's really that's really the, the the trap. That's really what will knock you off. And so we have to get to a place where. I don't, you know, I don't need, I don't need Jim's affirmation, right? I don't need mm-hmm. Sarah's affirmation because I got my affirmation from God. Mm-hmm. You know, think about what happened to Jesus whenever Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist, right? Yeah. And God speaks from heaven and God says, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. Mm-hmm. Jesus got his affirmation from the father. hmm so Jesus didn't need affirmation from Peter, James, and John because mm-hmm. he got his affirmation from the Father. Yeah. So whenever they were confused, frustrated, upset, whenever the Pharisees were pitching a fit, whenever it was, Jesus didn't need affirmation from them because he got his affirmation from the Father. He mm-hmm. knew who he was. He knew who he belonged to. And I think with us that that's where it needs to be. I need God's approval. I need God's affirmation. And once I get that, I want everybody to like me but I don't need everybody to mm-hmm. like me because I know where I stand with God.
0: That is so good. So you'd say it may, maybe stems from an insecurity, fr- from a lack of identity and who yeah. God has made you to be, who who God's opinion of you. It stems from an insecurity. Or... I,
1: absolutely. Mm-hmm. There's no question.
0: Um. So moving into that, how do I... How do I tell, because there are good opinions that some people have, yep. you know, the opinion of, you know, a, a supervisor on, you know, the quality of a job you're doing, the opinion of a coach on yep. how well you're, you know, performing, you know, as an athlete, you know, the opinion of, of a teacher on, yep. you know, the way you wrote a paper, yep. you know, how do I, how do I differentiate the the difference between people's opinions, yeah. their criticism versus, Uh, a mentor or a coach's constructive criticism that that kind of opinion
1: you know i saw i saw a quote the other day and they said basically it's just totally a paraphrase but they said you know don't take anybody's uh, don't take the opinion of anybody that you wouldn't ask for advice from them Mm. so if i wouldn't ask you for advice then I'm not going to listen to your opinion. Mm -hmm. Right? And so you think about in social media right now, I mean, you got all the trolls out there and you got all the, you know, you got the haters, you got all these different things out there. So they say, don't listen. Don't, don't need that approval. If, if, if you wouldn't ask them for advice mm-hmm. about your marriage, if you wouldn't ask them for advice about your business, then don't listen to their opinion about your marriage or about your business because mm-hmm. they're not they're not worthy of that. So I think okay. that that's the differentiator of like you know whenever you have um, a boss, a supervisor. Um, a leader in your life, like, mm-hmm. well, yeah, if you would, if you would want some advice from them, like you would respect that advice, then you also need to respect their opinion because mm-hmm. ultimately you know that they, they want to help you along the journey. Yeah. So they're not out there just trying to, to hate on you and to cut you down and to make you feel bad. No, they, they want what's best for you. Mm-hmm. And whenever, whenever you know that and you would be willing to ask them for advice, of course you need to listen. You need to listen to that opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think that, um, that that you can't you can't listen to everybody's opinion. Mm-hmm. you know and that's where we get that's where you can get really off track when you start right. listening to what everybody has to say you know about everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and you, you just can't you know you really just can't live that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so but but you need to listen to the people who you who you would want to listen to if mm-hmm. you needed help. you needed advice. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you think that and this kind of bleeds over to one of the other points, but you think that sometimes uh, people in our lives, pressure us to feel like we need their opinion like you know maybe it's a the stereotype is like maybe a mother-in-law, but you know, yeah, yeah, but something yeah. along those lines, where people who are close to us, who you know, maybe just we don't respect their opinion for whatever reason. Well, sometimes. it's the it's
1: the it's the person that that thinks y'all are friends. hmm
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, you're
1: not friends, right? Right. <laughs> I think we're cool. Think we're close, but but you're over there going, no, we're not close, man. We're not we're not friends. But I think that you yeah. want to hear my opinion because mm-hmm. I'm under the impression that we are like. You know, we're tight, you right, know, right, yeah. and you're like, I really don't want to have anything to do with you, but I don't, I can't catch the social cues, right? And so, yeah. I'm like, I'm giving you my opinion because I think you really want to hear it, mm-hmm. but you know you don't want to hear it. Mm-hmm. Probably you're not coming to me for advice, mm-hmm. so if you're not coming to me for advice, don't let me pressure you into taking my opinion because mm-hmm. yeah. your your approval is not necessary for yeah. me to, to move forward.
0: that, that, that is so. so good. That is so good. Uh, moving on, we also talked to not only we could get knocked off by the opinions of people, we also yeah. talked about how we can get knocked off by the failures of people. Yeah. And so what I want to talk about is when someone does fail me, yeah. when they do disappoint me, when they do when they do betray me, mm-hmm. how do I how do I respond? How do I bounce back from that? Mm-hmm. Because obviously that is gonna to happen to you in life Yeah. some degree. Some way or another. Yeah. How do I how do I avoid me personally getting knocked off course, mm-hmm. off off uh, off my pursuit of God, off my pursuit of you know what what He's laid out for me to do? How do I avoid that getting knocked uh, knocked yep. me
1: off? Yeah. I think that that's a great question, and the the, the answer is is uh, simple. It's not easy. <laughs> the The simple answer is this: you decide that you are going to be a forgiver. Mm-hmm. You make that decision. Yeah, I will forgive people, mm-hmm. okay? What that frees me from is having to make the decision when somebody does something to me that is horrible, betrays me, steals from me, I have already made the decision of who I am going to be. So therefore, I do not need to negotiate whether this person is worthy of my forgiveness or not.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That has already been decided. I am a forgiver. Mm-hmm. So whether whether you slap my wife or you take money out of my bank account, I've already decided I am a forgiver. So I will forgive you. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to care that because if I don't forgive you, we know what happens. Mm-hmm. If you don't forgive and you start harboring unforgiveness in your heart, it turns into bitterness it turns into resentment. It turns into all kinds of ugly stuff on the inside. And it begins to corrupt you. So I don't want that. So I decide I'm going to be a forgiver. Okay. Mm-hmm. And when I decide I'm going to be a forgiver, it doesn't matter how bad you fail me, how bad you betray me, how bad you lie to me. None of that matters. Where that fits on the scale. Was it a 1? Was it a 10? It doesn't matter. I've already decided mm. I am a forgiver. And when I live in forgiveness, nothing that you ever do to me can knock me off because mm-hmm. I've decided I've already mm-hmm. made up my mind. Once mm-hmm. again, it's a simple answer. Right. It's just not easy.
0: Right. right. To
1: Constantly walk that out because mm-hmm. people can really hurt you. Mm-hmm. And uh, but once you've decided mm-hmm. I will forgive, I live up to that to, to that standard of forgiveness that I've set in mm-hmm. my
0: life. And that overflows into our feelings, too, because we don't always feel like forgiving.
1: Absolutely. Very good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And
0: so but whenever we make that decision that that says, you know, it doesn't it doesn't matter how I feel. I don't always feel like going to the gym. Yeah. But if I make a decision, I'm going to go to the gym this many days out of the week, yeah. then it doesn't matter how I feel. That's Doesn't right. matter what time it is, at 5 a.m., I'm yep. getting up, I'm, you know, getting in the gym because That's I right. made that decision.
1: Absolutely. That Very is good. so
0: good. Uh, moving on from, from we can get knocked off from the opinions of people. We can get knocked off from the failures of people. I want to talk about getting knocked off by the force or the yep. pressure of yep. people. Yeah. And. Uh, hypothetically speaking I'm asking for a friend okay <laughs> let's say let's say let's say my friend is really impressionable okay yeah. they they really they really they're 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 a two on the enneagram they love helping people yeah. right how how do you rise above the pressure that others put on you
1: <laughs> well you can tell your friend yeah. answer answer for your friend Um, You know, I think that the thing about pressure, it's it's whenever, you know, when we don't understand what's happening, you know, whenever we're ignorant Mm -hmm. about the way things really are, we're more susceptible susceptible to being pressed by the crowd. Mm. But whenever you understand, whenever you see life, you know, it's like when the crowd, you know, starts to move like a big mass of people and maybe they've been waiting outside of a gate, like at a stadium and the gate opens and everybody starts to move. In that, it's just a massive, it doesn't matter if you don't want to go. If you're in the middle of that crowd, yeah. you're going, you're right? right. Because right. if you don't go, you're you getting trampled, right? right? So yeah. you you got to move. So that is like the force, That that is literally the force of the crowd, mm-hmm. right? And when you realize that that's really where we live, you live in the middle of that crowd.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The force is always there. Yeah. This is not like a sometime kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Whenever, hey, whenever you, whenever you take out your phone and you're just on Twitter, guess what? You're in the middle of the crowd.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Whenever you're on Facebook, you're in the middle of the crowd. When you're checking out the news, you're in the middle of the crowd. Whenever you're watching your favorite NextFlex TV show, mm-hmm. you're in the middle of the crowd because everybody's trying to influence you in some way. Right, right. Everybody's trying to push you in some direction. And so I think when, whenever we come to that understanding, mm-hmm. I'm always in the middle of the crowd. Like there's always this pressure, right? I realize that. I realize, okay, this is what I'm fighting against. Mm-hmm. I'm fighting up the sh- upstream, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that perspective just gives me a new way of looking at, at life. Because if I feel like I just jump in that crowd, like oh, once a week,
0: mm-hmm.
1: no wonder you're getting pushed around.
0: Because mm-hmm.
1: you don't realize what's happening here. Yeah, you know, it's like destiny says. You know, destiny says people will let you kill themselves if you let them. hmm Yeah. On your job, what, it doesn't matter what job you have if you. are if you're working in, in corporate world, or if you're working for a nonprofit that's doing amazing things, feeding hungry kids all around the world, if you want to work yourself into poor health and your hair falling out, and every you want to work yourself, in, they will let you work work yourself into that.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
1: just the force. Yeah, it's just the force. And uh, and so, I think that that comes down to okay, it's my responsibility mm-hmm. to realize that this is where I am. Everything in life is trying to. Trying to put pressure on me to move me in some direction.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Everything. Yeah. Okay? So I've got to be willing to work against, and, and we could get into the four friends, and this is why you need the crew, and this is why right. you need help getting through these things. Because everything in society is trying to force you in some direction. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about your work. Yeah. You get around the water cooler. Which direction they want you going in? They want you going in the direction of average. hmm that's where your coworkers want you to go. They don't right. want you to rise above them. Mm-hmm. They don't want you start churning out twice as much work as they're doing. Mm-hmm. You're the new person. They've been here for three, four years. You're doing the exact same job. You're doing it twice as fast.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They don't want you. They're going to put pressure on you to slow down. Right. Put pressure on you to be average. Mm. Put pressure on this for you for the status quo. Like wow. what are you trying wow. to do? Stick your head up above the crowd. Be better than everybody else. Mm. Well, yeah, that's exactly yes. what I'm trying to do. But but that's the force, right? Right, right. I'm going to have to go against everybody in my office because I can churn out twice as much. Because mm-hmm. they know then you're going to be promoted above them. And then you're going to be their boss. And they've yeah. been there for this long. And they don't want that. So if you just understood that every day, all day long, there is some type of force, mm-hmm. it changes the way that we see everything, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so I think that whenever you realize I'm always in the middle of that mob, and if I just let it go, like I'm gonna be pushed mm-hmm. and, and and but that's not what we want.' That is so good. And we want to, we want to fight against that crowd.
0: Yeah, yeah, that is that is so good. Yeah, going going along with that. So there is uh, w- with pressure, you know, there are people who pressure us, you know, manipulate and whatnot. But how do we tell the difference between people uh, who who use manipulative pressure? Versus healthy pressure that comes from like a, a coach or yeah. or a parent or or a boss or a teacher, you know. How how do we differentiate healthy pressure, you know? You know those times whenever you just like turn up the heat a little yeah. bit, um, versus versus someone who's manipulating you and and kind of like trying to bend your will to help aid them.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's really good, and I, I think that's about where is the. Where is the gain at, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, as as a coach, I might I might pressure you. I might put some pressure on you, but it's for your growth and your development. Mm -hmm. It's because I see an area in your life where you can improve and you can get better, and I know. If I put that pressure on you, you're going to be a better you're going to be a better husband. You'll be a better dad. Mm-hmm. You'll be better. You'll be a, a better follower of Christ. You're going to be a better leader for Christ. I, you know all of those things. So I put that pressure on you because the because the gain the gain is for you. Mm-hmm. Where I start manipulating is when I want the gain from you.
0: Mm-hmm. When
1: I want you to do something for me, and I'm putting pressure on you to make me better. Mm-hmm right to increase my bank account to to give, give me a better platform better chance of success mm-hmm. that's where the manipulation comes so i always want to see where is where is the gain mm-hmm. where, where is the emphasis of the gain because uh, whenever you live to help somebody else get to the next level mm-hmm. That's where the gain is. Yeah, the yeah. gain's not for me. The gain is, is is for you. So I might push you. I might make you really uncomfortable,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? But it's for your good. Mm-hmm. It's for your gain. Mm-hmm. I might have a painful conversation, but it's for your gain. Yeah. Whereas I'm not trying to manipulate something just for my benefit, mm-hmm. for my gain. And So I think that's that's where you have to look. Who's winning? Mm-hmm. Where's the real? And obviously there's there's because the, the I mean let's just say just for. Just where it is right now, like for our for our our staff, our team. If I help you be better, then we're all better. Yeah. So there there is a there is a win for everybody, and it should be both right, ways. Right. But where's the emphasis of the game?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm not I'm not here mm-hmm. just to just to make me better, our church better. I want to make you better. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's where you can see the difference between what's manipulation and what's real coaching. Yeah. And you know. That, that is so good. Difference. That
0: is so good. Wrapping up, one more question. At the end of the sermon, we kind of concluded it. We talked about how, you know, they lowered him down, and they got him to Jesus, the friend of sinners. And Jesus says, you know, yeah. my child, yeah. your sins are forgiven you. Yeah. And it was kind of like we talked about it. was like, you'd be kind of like, what? Wait. Hold on. We carried this guy Hold all on. this way. Hold on. We yeah. broke into this guy's <laughs> roof. Time out. We're probably going to have to pay to fix it. <laughs> All for this, all yeah. for just his sins. Jesus, yeah. he's still paralyzed, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. And we talked about how Jesus oftentimes first fixes the, our soul yeah. before he goes in to fix our situation. Mm. That he's more concerned mm. about our soul than our situation.
1: Yeah.
0: And I think that's such a very, that's such a powerful truth. Uh, and, uh, but I think sometimes we can feel the temptation when we hear that truth to think that, God only cares about my soul mm. and is neglecting my situation. Yeah, yeah. You know how uh, is mm-hmm. uh, how do I is it is it wrong to go to God about my situation? Mm, uh, and like, how do we navigate? Because there is there is a healthy balance. There's a healthy Absolutely. valuing on our soul versus our situation. How do we navigate that healthy balance? No,
1: no, I think that's really true. And and, and we know what Jesus was doing here. Jesus was setting this whole thing up. To prove a point, yeah, right. And so Jesus cared about about his soul, mm-hmm. but Jesus cared about his situation too. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the same thing for us, right? Mm-hmm. That Jesus cares about our soul, but He also cares about our situation. Mm-hmm. He cares about what 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 is surrounding us. Like He cares mm-hmm. about those things. And so I don't think it's wrong for us to pray about those things. I don't think it's wrong for us to uh, um, to um, um, I, I don't think it's wrong for, up, for us to care about those things and to ask God mm-hmm. to help us in those things. Um, but if if we just always keep the perspective that this matters so much more, mm-hmm. that this has to be right, this has to be healthy. Yeah. And um, just, I mean, step out of this context for a moment, and let's just talk about marriage. Mm-hmm. We can't have a good marriage if I am not a good person. Mm-hmm. Right, right, I mean, I know it's common sense, but common sense is not common right. uh you know you 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 can't we can't have a good relationship if I'm not a good person. Mm-hmm. The more whole and complete and and mature and fruitful my life is, the better relationship we can have
0: mm, so good, that is so good well. This Sunday was powerful and and you don't want to miss next Sunday. We got two Sundays left in this series. And and you don't want to miss it. If you don't have a book, it is not too late to jump in. Yeah, come on. I mean, you may have to power read some. You might (laughs) have to spend, you know, a Saturday afternoon on the couch, but you can get caught up. You wanna get this book. We still have it in the foyer on Sunday, but we can't wait to see you as we continue this collection of talk, Jesus Friend of Sinners, why Jesus cares more about relationship than perfection. We'll see you here on Sunday at 9.30 or 11.15.